Is it safe? Is it healthy? Is it vegan? Is it good for the economy? Hello, fellow peacemakers. Welcome to Make Peace Not Be, a fun and informative podcast about making peace with yourself and the world. I'm your host, Lily, and we'll explore everything from climate change to plant-based to self-development and more. Follow me on my YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Make Peace Not Beef for episode highlights, bonus content, and giveaways. All right, let's start the episode. Hey, hello, fellow peacemakers. It's your host Lily here. Welcome back to another episode of Make Peace Not Beef. I'm sure you've probably heard of Lab Grill Me by now. Either in the news or previously on my podcast, it's not only an exciting technology that has stirred up a lot of buzz, but a booming industry that presents a promising solution for a sustainable future. In the past few years, over two billion dollars have been invested in the research and development of lab-grown meat. If you haven't heard, Bill Gates is a very vocal investor of lab-grown meat, and he has been pushing for Western nations to move to 100% synthetic beef. Along with Bill Gates, Leonardo DiCaprio and Richard Branson, who's the founder of Virgin Group, have also been investing in lab-grown meat. And you know, I've mentioned lab-grown meat on my podcast before, but I realized I never actually went into great detail about it. So today, I want to do a full episode shedding light on lab-grown meat, kind of explain what it is, how it's made, the challenges and controversies around it. And also, what it means for the future of our food systems. You know, also what it means for animal agriculture and the broader environment. Lab-grown meat is also known as cell-based meat or cultured meat, and it's basically real animal meat grown from the stem cells of animals in labs. So no animal is slaughtered in the process. Basically, you extract the stem cells from an animal like a cow or a chicken, and you grow them in a petri dish with a growth medium, and the cells will multiply and become tissues. But it's not that simple, right? A blob of cells won't just grow into a beautiful piece of steak. It needs something like a mold called scaffolding to give it structure during growth. And right now, the scaffolds are predominantly made from collagen and gelatin. Both of which are animal derived, and scientists are working hard to find plant-based alternatives, and they're currently exploring alternatives such as soy and alginate. Lab-grown meat is different from Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger because, well, it's not plant-based meat, but real animal meat. I just want to clarify that if it wasn't obvious. And for the non-vegans who are listening and wondering, well. Why do we even need lab-grown meat in the first place when we can just buy chicken breast from the local grocery store? Because animal agriculture, which is the current and conventional way of producing meat worldwide, is not only a dirty, inhumane, disease-ridden industry, but also extremely unsustainable for the planet. Why is that? You ask. Well, because raising billions of animals tightly crammed in filthy factories not only serves as breeding grounds for infectious diseases and pandemics. But the production uses up a quarter of the Earth's land and 30% of our global freshwater supply, and generates a ton of waste in the form of animal feces and harmful gases such as ammonia, which pollutes the surrounding environment and significantly lowers the air quality. The process of cattle farming to feed our global appetite for beef releases a gargantuan amount of methane from cow burps, which is a far more potent greenhouse gas than CO2 and drastically accelerates climate change. 
Not only so, here is another staggering fact. Mark this. Roughly 80% of the world's soybean crop is used for livestock feed. That's right, 80% of the soy we grow is not even for human consumption. Plus, there's also threatening foodborne illnesses associated with farmed animals, such as salmonella, E. coli, that raise public health concerns. And not to mention the terrible working conditions uh, slaughterhouse workers are consigned to. So demonstrably driven by a moral and environmental imperative, we as a species need to seek alternatives ASAP to feed a growing human population that does not involve slaughtering billions of animals per year. Yep. But you know, morality and environment aside, even if arguing purely from a technological point of view, I think animal agriculture is extremely inefficient. We live in a world with autonomous vehicles and 5G and drones and like AR, VR and now metaverse. Yet we are still using animals' bodies as factories for food, whereby the production efficiency is significantly reduced because it's limited by animals' abilities to reproduce. Come on, that is archaic as fuck. And also, I remember this quote by Mark Twain. I just suddenly remembered it now, and he said something along the lines of, "Whenever you find yourself in the majority, you should stop, ponder, and reflect." So that is also the case for anyone who is not vegan and wondering why vegans exist. But anyway, I digress. So the TLDR is: animal agriculture is an outdated industry that's bad for animals, environment, and humans, and it's got to be toppled and replaced with something much better. And lab-grown meat would provide a healthier, safer, and much more ethical and environmentally friendly version to conventionally raised meat. Now, in terms of quantitative impacts, according to an Oxford study, this part is impressive. Lab-grown meat could potentially reduce greenhouse gas emissions by a whopping 96%, and land use by 98%, and water consumption by 80 to 96% compared to conventional meat. We're looking at saving land and water use, like in the 90s, in terms of percentages. That is extremely impressive, and it sounds very promising, if you ask me. Like that's a no-brainer. We should make the switch now. So some interesting facts, right? The world's first lab-grown meat, actually the world's first lab-grown burger, made its appearance back in 2013, and it costed 330,000 U.S. dollars to, to develop. And the experiment was actually backed and funded by guess who? Sergey Brin, Google's co-founder. Now picture that for a second: a burger patty that costs 330,000 U.S. dollars. <laughs> no thanks. I'll sell the burger and buy a property with that instead. That's how much the research costed back in the days. Nowadays, though, startups have driven the cost way down, and it's possible to buy a lab-grown meat burger today priced around four dollars. There you go, the power of exponential technology and innovation. So let's talk about where are we at with lab-grown meat in terms of development. Is it legal yet? Where can you buy it? Back in December 2020, Singapore became the first country in the world to approve the sales of lab-grown meat, and the meat that was approved was actually developed by an American startup called Eat Just, based out of San Francisco. Now, if you live in North America, I'm sure by now, at some point, you've heard of or maybe even tried Just Eggs, which is a plant-based egg product that is developed by the same startup. Now, this same startup also has another line of product for cell-based chicken under the name Good Meat. 
just egg, good meat. Get it? By the way, the company Eat Just is targeting a $3 billion IPO sometime soon, so hopefully that gives you an idea of the size of this booming industry. Now, outside of Singapore, Israel is another hotspot for lab-grown meat. There is a sizable community of lab-grown meat startups in Israel, actually, including companies like Future Meat that are producing cell-based meat and another startup called Redefine Meat, which creates 3D printed meat from plant-based materials, which is not the same thing as lab-grown meat, but it's still equally cool, right? Back in 2021, the Israeli startup Future Meat actually received $347 million in Series B funds, which is the largest funding to date for a cell-based meat company. Now, in the Netherlands, there is another food technology startup called Mosa Meat, M-O-S-A, which is leading the development on lab-grown meat. So my point is, plant-based or cell-based, both the supply and demand for meat alternatives is skyrocketing, and lab-grown meat is no longer a distant reality. Where exactly can you buy lab-grown meat? Is it on the shelves at Target yet? Walmart? Loblos if you live in Canada? Or maybe Whole Foods, perhaps? Sadly, no. For the most part, as of February 2022, lab-grown meat is still not ready to be commercially consumed in most parts of the world. Well, there's a few exceptions depending on where in the world you live, like I mentioned, right? Like if you live in Singapore, then congratulations, you can already have lab-grown meat in a certain restaurant. Same if you live in Israel. But unfortunately, in the States, it is not yet approved by the FDA and the USDA. However, you know, rest assured, there is a large body of scientists, entrepreneurs, and policymakers working around the clock to procure regulatory approval for cultured meat. Now, of course, with any nascent industry, there's going to be opposition and pushback from legacy industries. So as you could probably imagine, there's like plenty of animal farmers who are probably lobbying against lab-grown meat and hence prolonging the approval process, which is why it's taking so long. But the good news, or should I say the good rumors, <laughs> that have been circulating on the internet for a long time now is that lab-grown meat could be available on shelves in the US as early as 2022, which happens to be this year. Now, let's discuss the concerns and controversies around lab-grown meat. Is it safe? Is it healthy? Is it vegan? Is it good for the economy? Well, first of all, lab-grown meat is definitely not vegan. <laughs> it's literally grown from animal cells, so it's animal flesh. Okay, so that's that. Is it healthier than regular meat? Um, while that part is debatable, some people have concerns over cloning and genetic modification. But for the most part, lab-grown meat is actually much safer than conventionally raised meat because it's grown in a strictly controlled environment. So it's much less prone to contamination and foodborne illnesses. And also, the nutritional profile of lab-grown meat can be altered to be lower in fat and higher in omega-3 fatty acid and etc. So the next question is, what does a meatless future spell for farmers whose lives depend on raising livestock? Now, of course, many animal farmers, like I said, would be upset by the transition to lab-grown meat because while this will inevitably disrupt the colossal animal agriculture industry, which employs millions and millions of people, and rightfully, you know, they are worried that they will be out of a job when the world catches on to lab-grown meat. Well, it's certainly a challenging economic pivot, but farmers will have to switch to growing other kinds of crops, like maybe oats and carrots and tomatoes, which actually will see a growing demand as the world switches to a more predominantly plant-based diet, or at least move away from animal agriculture. 
We are about to witness an exciting inflection point in both human history and technological advancement, where for the first time, we could have a cruelty-free diet that also turns back the clock on climate change. Think about that for a second. That is astronomical progress, right? So personally, if you ask me, I am very, very excited about lab grown meat. <laughs> I know there are many vegans who are divided on the issue because, um, well, many vegans still consider lab grown meat to be meat. Well, so it's a form of promoting animal consumption. But for me, I'm more pragmatic in that way. And so I see lab grown meat as a solution to a pressing problem that we need to solve. And hopefully as it scales, it becomes commercially viable to the point where lab grown meat is significantly cheaper than regular meat. <laughs> I see cultured meat having tremendous potential to both save the animals from being slaughtered and also the planet from descending into a climate hellscape. So if what I said excited you in some way and got you thinking about lab-grown meat, well the good news is there are actually many publicly traded lab-grown meat companies that you can invest in, in the form of stocks. <laughs> so you can help these companies scale their R&D and go to market sooner. There's the ones I mentioned just now, right? There's Eat Just, there's Future Meat Technologies, there's also Meat Tech 3D, Mosa Meat, Blue Nalu, B-L-U-E-N-A-L-U. Very cool name, which is working on synthesizing lab-grown fish, which is even cooler. And then there's Finless Food, another lab-grown fish startup. There's Upside Foods and more. And I promise you, my podcast is not sponsored by any of these companies. I wish it was because I literally just gave them a free shout out on my podcast. So if you're someone who works at any of those companies, yeah, consider sponsoring my podcast. <laughs> no, but jokes aside, look it up. It's a very promising industry and I think it's here to stay. Okay, peacemakers, what did you think about today's episode? I'd love to hear your thoughts on lab-grown meat and if you would be willing to try it in the near future. Now, feel free to head over to my social media at MakePeaceNotBeef and let me know what you thought. And if you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're streaming this episode from, and give me a five-star rating and leave a review. I'd very, very much appreciate that. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you in the next episode. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you liked today's episode and found it helpful. Remember, you can watch the video version of this episode on my YouTube channel, Make Peace Not Beef. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate for more exciting content down the road. Your support is my creative juice. If you have any questions or comments, please head over to my social media on Twitter, Instagram at MakePeaceNotBeef, or shoot me an email at lily at makepeacenotbeef.com. That's L-I-L-L-Y. Feel free to check out my website, makepeacenotbeef.com, for more information. Alrighty, peacemakers, I'll see you in the next episode.